Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday, everybody. It's a glorious Monday. Or always glorious. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top breeding sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up and watch our pregame show because Superstar Dev makes us rich. For me, $5 at a time. Just $5 every single day. Every game day, he makes me $5. It's great. Um, I am growing by the whole squad here tonight. Other than Dev, I've got Harrison Wynn with me. He's hiding behind a hat, man. I don't get it. Have you ever seen Chris Marlowe's Goldilocks behind a hat? No, you have not. For some reason. <laughs> new, uh, new Chris Marlowe, always hiding behind a hat. Yeah, well, one, I'm in need of a haircut. Two, it's a Monday. Uh I'm hyped, though, today. Great show coming up. We got Super Chats rolling in already from Steven. Like, oh how could this Monday get any better? Well, it can. It absolutely can. Holy hell, that's great. Steven, thank you so much. We'll get to those here in a little bit. I've also got Brendan Vote. Yeah, um, happy to be Jesus. here. I was, hoping, I was hoping to go first this time, um, and I just don't really know what else I have to do. Is this... Uh, <laughs> I was legitimately upset for a second there, and then it was the greatest intro ever. Uh, the pity, the pity introduction from Brendan. <laughs> <Very upset. laughs> it just feels like you guys hate me. That's why I feel like hating. Oh my god! And then I've also got my main guy D Line Co down below. What's up, guys? Uh, Brendan, we do hate you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, today, guys, we're going to have a mailbag. So if you have any questions you want to throw in the chat, go ahead. Uh, Superstar Kale is going to be curating those for us, starring the ones that he thinks we need to get to. Of course, Super Chats will all get read. Uh, and we'll also be previewing the uh, Spurs versus the Nuggets coming up on Tuesday, mm. a game that may or may not feature the season debut of Jamal Murray. Maybe not. Maybe not. We maybe. Maybe not. But, but also maybe. But also maybe. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> but also Maybe not. So but we'll, maybe. <laughs> call it 50-50. We'll call it 50-50. Uh, but first, our top story tonight is that there is a meltdown going on online in the city of Philadelphia and the spiritual city online of Philadelphia of 76ers fans who are not taking the news of their king, Joel Embiid, falling behind uh, in the MVP race. We had some all-timers. Eric, I know you... Uh, you may have dabbled in some online conversation today. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Um, you learn a lot about yourself at various points in your life. 
Like uh-huh. when I graduated from college, I started yeah. look had to look inward. What will my future hold? Who will mm. I be? What kind of man will I become? Days like this are other days that I learn about myself so deeply where enraging a full city of fans by talking smack about something they love fills me with, I don't know, uh, dare I say joy? I don't know what this is. I'm flying higher than I've ever flew in my my entire (laughs) life. I think I know what it is, D-Line. I think right now you feel more alive maybe than you felt in quite some time. I think your your juices are flowing. You just feel alive right mm. now. Uh, my, I've got uh, my, inf- my insides feel smug. I've got yeah. a, a, smug, a smumic. Smug <laughs> <Your laughs> guts. Um, it's funny. It's funny, d though, smug because guts. you worry me. I mean, the last time you got the smug, bad things have happened. I feel like every – I feel like we just – we're on a constant cycle of you learning this lesson over and over again. Well, uh, no, no, no. So. You're talking about the lesson where I learned that pride comes before the fall, which Correct. I've – I've, <laughs> I haven't learned that lesson at all. I, I, all I, I do is you. I – I think you learn it and then unlearn it. It's like it's just the yeah. cycle of learning and unlearning. You definitely yeah. learn it. Um, I think that's how most people treat most knowledge. You learn it, you unlearn it, you learn it again, you forget uh, it, then you learn it. Well, well the, uh, online, there's a lot of people today like totally freaking out. Um, and, and in all seriousness, like, look, we have our guy. We love Jokic. I, I, I've said a bunch that I care less about the MVP than, than I think most people. But it is a bummer whenever your guy, like, starts to lose the grip of something that – especially when they had it the whole time. So, like, part of me, just as a human being and as a sports fan, like, I get the Embiid thing. He was on shot for most of the year at the narrative. Fumbled it down the stretch here. And, and I think it's, like, becoming increasingly clear that he is not going to win it. Although you never know. Always a chance for a late surprise. I will say – the funny thing to me, though, is that Embiid 1000% is doing the thing that you do when you're worried you've lost the MVP, which is you go on every podcast, you give exclusives to everybody at Fox, at NBC, at The Athletic, like everybody that has votes, every place that has votes. You're like, you know what? Oh, I'm yeah. going to give you an exclusive story. I'm going to talk. I'm not just going to talk about why I'm the MVP. I'm going to share childhood photos. I'm going to do all this stuff to try to generate buzz. And it actually cracks me up. It cracks me up that there is this campaign going on right now. From Joel and B. Yeah, uh, I will say um, the last time I remember somebody doing something like this was this time last year when Joel and B did the same goddamn <laughs> thing when he realized he'd lost it and he went on a whole media tour and we were all supposed so to be true. like so impressed. Be, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's also in times like this when you get just start such a stark contrast that just makes Nikola Jokic all the more incredible. All the more unbelievable. He doesn't care at all. Like, he literally yeah. doesn't care. I, if he were to stumble onto this, first off, he would be embarrassed by my conduct. He, uh, I would, like, I, I'm certainly not, like, cut from the Jokic cloth. But I, nothing makes me feel better and more just than fighting in the name of a, a true king this way. Like, yeah. I'll do anything for him. It's, like, it's really the best part about it. Like, Embiid, yes, he he's definitely realizing that he's fumbled the bag. He was in, in pole position. Like, they just had to finish, I think, in you know the top seed or, or maybe the second seed in the West, win most of their games from here on out or from when they got James Harden to the rest of the season. And he would have won the MVP. Like, he was in position. It was his to lose. And, yeah, he fumbled it. But what makes it even better is that he fumbled it to a guy who doesn't just care. Uh, he, he doesn't care at all about winning it. 
He's like actively <laughs> trying not to win it. Like, like Jokic is trying not to win MVP. He's trying not to. I don't know about that. He's trying not to. You know, he he's asked about MVP. He's been asked about it a lot this year. Oh, he, but he's, he's trying said, to win it. He's just like trying not to campaign yeah, for it. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to he's win trying, it. Yeah, he's he's trying to win it because he's just <laughs> trying to win a basketball game. It's literally the only thing he's programmed to do. But he's not trying to win the MVP. He, he's merely trying to be the most valuable player. That's yeah, like he's not trying to be the MVP. Yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not following the strategy that apparently everyone else thinks you're supposed to, which is give a noteworthy performance on the court and then campaign, campaign, campaign. Yeah. He's just like, what if I just play better? Than yeah. Also, I thought you know Embiid's. <clears throat> Pity party is hilarious because you could picture him saying some of those quotes to Jokic, who just goes, "Oh, here, like you can have it." <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like, you did that bad. Like you can. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been fun though. And by the way, it is tough for Embiid and for Embiid fans as well. We will revel in that as well because him fumbling it is even, in a literal sense, true, but also almost unfair. Like part of them losing those games was James Harden was terrible. Like Embiid's play has not fallen off a cliff. You know, no, it just no. Giannis and Jokic went out and took it like the thing they hadn't necessarily done to that point, which was win a bunch of games. Both of those teams started to do it more and more. Um, and, and so it's almost like it was ripped from him, but he did. the He didn't even fumble. it. He played quite well. He just was not the very best. Right. Um, and I want to get into some of these, though, because we were going to kind of go around the Internet here. <laughs> and of course, we I don't have the clip for Nick Wright, but we all know uh. Nick Wright like. It, the funny thing about Nick Wright, everybody has to understand he's not being earnest. This is the thing is he's playing a role like there's Nick Wright, the person. And then there's Nick Wright, the character that, you know, go, hops on the radio and on Twitter and this or that. And like, I think at this point, it's pretty fair and pretty easy to look at him and say, OK, he has a part like he's carved out this big piece of real estate on anti Jokic Island. So every time there's anything to do with Jokic, he's going to try to reduce it. And of course, he's trying to reduce it now to like that Jokic is merely a stats, an advanced stats darling or what have you. And that's what he was attacking. But hilariously, just hours after attacking that, he hopped on to defend his guy, LeBron James, and mentioned his VORP, which, first of all, when people cite stats, they cite box plus minus, regular rise plus minus, or one of those derivatives, right? Like one of those. VORP is like one nobody cites. He uses it because it sounds funny. And then he actually used it to make a case for LeBron. It was the funniest like eight hour run I've ever seen from, from Nick Wright. Like I honestly think it's been a shtick this whole time, but he's losing control. Like he's starting to lose control of it all. And he's like, he doesn't know what to do. No, he's just yeah. turning it up, man. It's like, this is his golden goose unraveling in front of his eyes. Like Skip got LeBron. Nick picked this Jokic flag. He picked it early. And Jokic just keeps getting better and better, much right. to his delicious surprise. And he now gets to play the Joker to the to the Batman. Yeah, but the, I guess I got that backwards. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't disappear when LeBron won. He didn't disappear when LeBron came back from three one. You just double down on like, yeah, well, he won't do it again. And guess what? Yeah. You're always right there. So like Nick Nick Wright, he's carved out the safest space to be in, and that he can just claim victory. And in the rare chances where he's not the victor, when Jokic is not the MVP or has a bad game or whatever, you claim victory. But then when he is, you just say, yeah, let's see him do it again. So if he wins a title, it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll see if he can win another one. And it's right. like at some point he's going to be right. It ends in 12 years with Nick criticizing him for drinking water on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. like full skip. 
the, the best part about the analytical darling argument, like, first off, that was an argument from Jokic's, like, rookie and sophomore season when he, <laughs> when he wasn't really playing right, minutes right. and he yeah. was putting up these ridiculous numbers and people were like, well, is he good? I don't know. His on-off numbers, like, oh, go on. <laughs> yes, he still has these incredible on-off numbers, but, I mean, I would say just his actual points, rebounds, and assists this season – are just as impressive as his box plus minus his VORP. His, it's almost like you know, they go together. Yeah. I mean, Jokic <laughs> right now, he's 72 points and 14 rebounds away from having the first 2,000 point, 1,000 rebound, 500 assist season in NBA history. I mean, I those stats it. aren't tough those to are understand. The most stats. They're the most those, those stats have been around since like Bob Cousy. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> those stats are what the game was built upon. So oh, yeah. he's having like, one of the most impressive just regular statistical seasons in NBA history. We don't even need to use all that analytic stuff. Right. No, that, that for me is also the greatest part. The foundation of this is that people are arguing only using those advanced analytics. It's always like Jokic controls the game in a way that no other player has ever done before from his position not only from his position, but just even just objectively as a guy that has the ball more often than any other person, the way he's able to orchestrate a game has not been seen. And I don't even know how long, if ever before. Um, and then the, all the analytics, all the stats come into play when it's like, all right, so you guys don't watch him. I get it. Not everybody watches every game. So here are, which in my view are the point of statistics, statistics is to be able to understand and contextualize what people are doing since they don't do it all at the same time. So you have to have some base level to explain like what we are seeing with Jokic. Like just watch the fucking guy play the game of basketball. Like it's like, you've never seen a guy like this. You've never seen a guy like this. Like all of you, I test people should be losing your mind watching Nikola Jokic play basketball. That's the deep irony. That's the deep irony in the eye test army. It's like, you would love this guy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like even the ones that watch it don't understand. I mean, that that's the thing is, and I made this point on the post game show yesterday that, Jokic does it in a different way. An expectation sets your reality. And so people expect something. He doesn't do that expectation. He does something different, achieves the same result or better as all the greats. And then, and people just don't quite understand it. But um, I want to go to Drew Hanlon's here because I want to keep going on on this. Oh, and God. Have, and he, oh, he's the best. Like, I'm telling you, like, this is what oh, I Oh, look at the about. first reply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you are. Who's that guy? Drew Hanlon like, keeps grasping gra- the further and further straws here. I know I love it. Look at look at Eric here. Zoom in a little bit so we can read the, the whole thing. He's like, Nugget bench scoring, 12th in NBA. Sixers bench, 28th. Nugget since post-All-Star, which I don't even know why, like why he would just create like a small fragment of games to like highlight, but whatever. He does it. Eighth versus 30th. Uh, who has more help? What I love about this is Drew Hanlon started with the like weird stats and like just trying to hype and beat. As he's getting more and more desperate. He's starting to throw more and more people under the bus. I'm telling you, his next tweet, which is going to come on like Friday, he's just going to at Gorgeous Niang and Danny Green and Shake Milton and be like, you guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Daryl Morey he's bad at his job. That's the next step along this trade for me, which is what I love because I'm coming in hot here, guys. Uh oh. The 76ers have a culture of pointing the finger. Uh, this is an extension uh, of this again. Like, why is Embiid? Not because he's doing a lot for his team. Not because of this. He's doing it because everybody else sucks except for him. We saw Doc <laughs> Rivers call out uh, James Harden the other day. Of course, the Ben Simmons drama. And now you have Drew Hand. Like, I just wonder, what do you think Gorgeous Niang thinks when he sees this? Like, oh, yeah, 
I'm going to retweet this. He's probably like, I'm never going in that stupid lifetime fitness gym in New York again. <laughs> Fuck that gym. <laughs> just taking strays over here. Like, yeah, these guys suck. They're horrible. Like, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the smush Parker uh, syndrome where <laughs> any other anyone that plays alongside a good player like just sucks in everybody's yeah. eyes if they, they, that, that player doesn't get what they want them to. I, I mean, it also I – like, I, I like how it goes to the bench. Let's skip over the James Harden part. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, I mean, the the five tweet. less important players. The next tweet is going to be, James Harden's actually not been good since he came over. Like, and that part, yeah. there's and then, I, and then I would finally be like, God damn it, finally a good take from this guy. <laughs> Follow. I'll retweet that one. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I I wonder what this what players look like look at when they're seeing this. Like, it's one thing if it's a bunch of fans, but this is Drew Hanlon. Everybody in the NBA knows who Drew Hanlon is. He's basically saying Daryl Morey sucks. He's basically saying Joel Embiid's teammates suck. Yeah, can we bring that uh, t- uh, that tweet up again? Yeah, I want to know what your reply was. I, I do too. I'm curious what my reply was. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was on one. Let's see. What, Oh, a skill coach who doesn't recognize the skill Jokic plays with should retire. Wow, that's a great point. I agree. I'll tell you, I I feel like it's kind of mid. I feel like I feel like what the fuck? I mean, you could have come harder. I I didn't know which one it was. I I all that was my second reply in that thread. The first one said, "Why don't you just show us a side to side image of the personal checks you have received from Joel Embiid before you give us your unbiased stats driven opinions?" Honestly, honestly, I wish he would have just like added Gorgeous Niang or whatever. Like just just at all these guys and be like, "Man, yeah, you're right. Those guys suck." (laughs) I know. Joel Embiid, it's George. George, but, yeah, no, go, go, yeah, go just like judge. Mon- it's like Montrez. You just don't say the, le- the some of the letters for some reason. Yeah. Well, listen, if you have strong feelings like that, feel free to at me, bro. I'll, I will be your, your hateful mouthpiece. <laughs> all of you. No problem. Uh, let's keep going on this here. I've got one from Grace Giffetton, who I don't know who this is, but apparently she's from Philly and she's a Emmy winning, uh, Emmy winning journalist. I feel uh, bad if every now and then a blue check mark wanders into basketball Twitter by accident during yeah. a really contentious Uh-oh. time of year <laughs> and they just get absolutely slaughtered for well, no exactly what happened here as evidenced by the <laughs> tweets, but we have why uh, Embiid. And then there's a weird parenthesis for some reason. Why Embiid should be the MVP. <laughs> he carried the team during the Simmons debacle. We're going to have to keep coming back to this one. Like, this is becoming a real talking point about how he... Yeah, well, that's where the pity MVP initially the, started. Oh, the pity MVP's here. <laughs> he saves losing games with blocks. Hilarious! Oh, that's the best how part. How great is this? Mm. Mm, I, I just know. love it. He saves the game with blocks. Who else carried their team with a star out or has game-saving blocks this year? Hmm. And his Devin, refusal to Devin quit. Booker. Yeah, <laughs> his refusal to quit last night. I just love this. Like, what what do you need to do to be the MVP? Not quit. <laughs> Not pull LeBron James. Well, that is the standard in Philly, just so we're clear. <laughs> so funny. And then, oh, I love this. I don't Go care what the stats say. He looks more electric on the court. I Not love Jokic, this one. Sorry. Giannis should be his biggest comp. He looks more electric. I just love. Well, I mean, this is this honestly is the crux of why people take so long to come around to the fact that Jokic is good. He, he doesn't look electric on the court. Whatever the hell that means. By He's the not way, sexy. Give, give John Morant three MVPs for one season, then if that's yeah, yeah. I mean, you know who looks electric. electric on the court? Ish Smith. 
Like that guy. That's a good point. That's a good point. He is electric. I the other one we don't have a clip of here, but um, and I like these guys. I'm personally a fan. The rights to Ricky Sanchez guys, Mike Levin and and uh, Spike Eskin, who I think are funny. Like, I think Nuggets fans just had to realize that Spike is always trolling. He's like D line. Like if you I was fall just for gonna it, say, yeah, get there other way. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. vote. Did you just do that three that times did, in a row? That was yeah. the on, most man. shameful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Can you, can you clip that? <laughs> That was so wow. shameful, bro. <laughs> that, was shameful. that was earnest. That was real. Um, but I here's, the here's the difference, though. Like, here's the difference between me and Spike Eskin, is that I am good. Na- I'm good natured, and he's like literally just trying to be a dick. Like, I'm just like. Uh, or maybe wait, 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 wait. Do people in Philly know you're just being good natured here? I mean, come on, Eric. You're drinking their tears. Just admit it. Just, just. Well, I am. I am. I am. But, uh, but I. It. It. It's like. Uh, it's like the difference between us and Barstool. Like, uh, there's a. There's a level of dick there's that I, of I shall not cross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I look. I, I like. I said. I like these guys. I think they're okay. So, uh, what, what I've learned is that you think I'm the exact same as Spice Spike Esk. I that. like Spike. So I like you. I like Spike. <laughs> here's my. Here's my point. The on their show the other day, Mike Levin literally literally made the pity MVP uh, case. He might as well have said, hey, I, he should win it for pity reasons. And he said, you know, Jokic got one. Giannis got one. Embiid doesn't have one yet. Just That's give a it great to impression. Let's That's just exactly. give everyone a participation <laughs> trophy. He doesn't have one. The other two do. He should get it. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, that's how you know it's over. That's how you know. Like, can you imagine if we were just sitting here right now being like, Yoke's sad. Like, he's kind of feeling lonely. Just yeah. give it to him. Like that, you've lost, man. Like, sorry, love those guys. They, that's, that's an that's, embarrassing that's, argument, man. It is embarrassing. To that level, it's embarrassing. For, for the <laughs> highest honor in the NBA. No, are we sure like, it was earnest, though? Was there was there a layer of ironic, like self awareness? No. Just like this is all we've got left. You can go watch for yourself. I mean, go watch for yourself. Don't add. Don't don't like ta- don't dunk on these people either. Like I. That, no, there's no, something no. like when people put stuff out into you know whatever you hop in or this or that, but like you don't have to go trolling a a 76ers show uh, unless you, unless you want to. It's like hopping on a former Reddit or something just to talk shit. Um, like that Raptors guy that showed up three games. Yeah, it's like that guy. Show. Nobody wants to be that guy. That's just like, why are you here? What's going on? But I just thought it was funny because literally, it's like okay, they're down to the last the last <laughs> layer. Like all other layers have reordered. Re- uh, and by the way, this argument is working for at least one voter, but I don't want to steal Harrison Wins Thunder. You have a good, uh, you have some thunder here, Harrison? No, I mean, I was just <laughs> listening to that NBA Today show before we <laughs> jumped on here. Ramona Shelburne said she's voting Joel Embiid for MVP. I'm surprised she's not voting LeBron for MVP to be. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah. No, we were talking about that before we jumped on. Uh, the last one we have is Embiid himself. And Kale, you can go ahead and pull this one up. I This is like, honestly... I almost feel bad because Embiid, like Jokic and Giannis have led the charge with the like, brother, I don't care, which I think they both are earnest about. They're just like, whatever. If I win that, it's a byproduct of what I'm doing, not the product. And Embiid has tried to do this one. Like he's tried to, you know, play along. Do you have it, Kayla? Do you have this quote that I have pulled up? And and so he said, like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But now that he's doing the circuit and it's clear he's not going to win, these are his quotes. And he says, I don't know what I have to do. (laughs) They hate me. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a good quote tweet for this one. I don't know that I'm the first comment on this one, though. <laughs> no, well, I don't see. I don't. What do you want to just share it? 
my quote treat where I, I hashtag pity with two eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, Harrison, am I wrong? Is this not kind of an embarrassing quote? It is because I mean, like what we're learning more and more about Joel Embiid is that like the MVP award at this stage in his career is everything. I mean, like th- this whole season, I feel like has him been him trying to win the MVP. And in one way I feel for him because I don't know if he's ever going to have a better shot to win it because I don't know if he can stay healthy for an entire season. Like he pretty much has this year. And I don't know if he'll push himself and back to backs and four games and five nights like he has this year. Um, but at this point, he's just begging for it. And part of me, part of me feels a little bad for him. <laughs> I know. It's oh, vanity. Oh. This is the thing is there is a little bit of vanity there about like why it matters. Like Jokic and Embiid are going to sleep fine if they lose. They're just going to sleep fine. And like, Giannis and Embiid. Giannis and Embiid. And Jokic. Giannis and Jokic, sorry, sorry, Giannis okay, and Jokic, yeah. yeah. And people, like, for some reason, is just like, can't get over it. And I'm telling you, you guys remember the scene in Dark Knight where yes, the, the opening scene where it's like all the clowns and then the one turns on the other and then they just keep turning all the way down to the last one? I feel like this is the 76ers trust the process culture where it's like, it's Ben Simmons, it's all him, like, get him out of here. That's like, okay, we need someone new. Like, now they're going to have to turn on Doc Rivers. It's all him. And they get him out of there. That's going to be Harden. Then it's going to be Daryl Morey. And then it's just going to be Embiid left. And there's going to be nobody else to like point the finger at. I feel like that's yeah. that's the doll that we're taking off. Dude, that's the, the wild thing about the entire concept of the Philadelphia 76ers over the last decade is that it turns out the process is literally just Joel Embiid. <laughs> right, like they, right. they essentially torched 10 years of their franchise so that they could get Joel Embiid. And yeah. if he does not take them to the promised land, which unfortunately for them, they've forgotten is actually the NBA title. Right. But if they like, but if they are not able to get an MVP out of this, it's like, it's though they have just like lied to themselves for such a long period of time. I mean, they are in deep with this. Like they need something good to come out of this process. Otherwise it's going to turn from something that people looked at as like, Oh wow. That was so smart to the biggest debacle ever. Like just the most ridiculous, like um, selling it's the shifting yeah. D line away from this a team a championship is built on paper, which I feel like we've been in the era for of the last like decade, really maybe five years, really in earnest. Of you just get these players, and the process was about like we tank so hard, we brought, can't miss players into the scenario. And what you're seeing is they totally missed the equation of sometimes it's about getting the absolute most out of the guys you have, and the sum becoming greater than the parts. That's why the Nuggets right now have three games to go to win one to hit their over, despite the fact that they lost two of their top three players oh my God. and they're still going to hit their over. That's why it's such a good story. We got to go to break though. We're way too oh. long. We hit our first break on the other side. We're going to continue to talk more about uh, some of this MVP stuff, preview the Spurs game. And then of course, hit your questions. Guys, make sure to pick up some mile high city copper lager from Breckenridge brewery. It's nugget season. We're rolling into the playoffs. It's the on season. We're about to hit the postseason. But pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager for all Nuggets game. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. If you're in the area, if you're in Denver, stop into the DNVR bar corner of Colfax, New York. We got Breck Brew on tap. We got Breck Brew Seltzers chilling in the fridge. If you're not, that's fine. Hit up the Breck Brew Beer Locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. That will tell you where to get Breck Brew closest to you. And of course, always pick up the Mile High City Copper Lager. We got the uh, the Natty tonight. 
boys. The, the national championship game and college basketball fans can join in on the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can, of course, bet on college hoops with same game parlays as well. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. So what you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win you in with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. By the way, where do we stand on the uh, Duke Carolina? Like, are you guys, were, were you watching the game and, and did you guys have a sort of a, were you pulling one way or the other? I'll start with you, Vote. Yeah, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, helped me out with that one. I was, you could say, polling for the uh, Tar Heels. Pretty sure. Really? Uh, so, yeah. But not you don't have a connection to them. You just had money on them. Correct. I also, this is surprise to no one. I'm a hater. Like, when I hate oh. on guys, that's not, like, analysis. Like, when I talk about Harden, AD, Tatum, like, I'll tell you, you're just hating. Correct. I am. That's right. I kind of, I kind of hate. I kind of enjoyed watching Coach K lose. I don't know why. I don't know what I know. that's about. I don't know if I'm right, but that's no. how I felt. I so I would when I watched it, I actually found myself pulling for Duke, which I was like, "What? Who, who am I? Why? Like, what am I?" You don't like, know sometimes is... how you feel until you're in the heat of the moment. And you're like, "Why am I rooting this way?" Yes, I felt like um, I don't know. There's something about like a guy like that that is just like an icon and a story. Uh, that will echo on into eternity. And there's something like cool about witnessing the final act of something that's like, you'll talk about forever. And, mm. you know, like, I don't know. It's just like, there's something cool about like him going out as a, as the guy. I mean, I get it. Like, I think if I was like really deeply into college basketball, I would, I would view him as a villain. I would view him as like the guy that represents why the sport is broken and all of these things, which I know that he ultimately is, but um, I don't know. I, I, it's something about like, just like, clowning the guy so hard and everybody hating him was like kind of rubbed me the wrong way which is so off brand i don't know what the yeah, deal is really <laughs> off brand. <laughs> i was like what is <laughs> dude I, I listen i don't get it i don't know i i i'm as perplexed as you are this is like uh, at the end of Con Air when the psychopath sees the, the girl and then he like all of a sudden has a heart. This is like that was like Eric watching Duke <laughs> of the Grinch heart, boom, boom, boom. Like I, like what? For the worst, like for for the biggest front runner squad of all time. I'm like <laughs> Harrison. Did you have an emotional sort of pull on that game? Um, not really. I mean, it was such a good game that I was just kind of caught up in that, but. If Coach K was going to go out like this, like losing two games to North Carolina in the last couple weeks of his career is just, like, incredible. I'm expecting him to to come back next season. <laughs> totally. Like, he can't go out like that. Uh, I mean, I think he is. I think that one's done. Like, he could pull a Tom Brady. It, it was pretty painful. My uh, uh, one of my best friends is a huge Wolfpack fan, and he really hates Carolina. So I just and Duke's like a neutral to him. So I just always pull against Carolina. That's my default. But I gotta admit, I'm with, 
I'm with the world in that, like, my core belief is that I just don't like Coach K. So, like, yeah. not that I was rooting for him to lose in that fashion. That's like, I don't root for anybody to lose in that worst way. That's like Nuggets losing to Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't root for anybody to have the worst possible demise. I just, I just don't have it in me to hate for, yeah. hate for that. Um, yeah, it felt it felt like too unusually cruel to me. Like, exactly. like <laughs> it really did. <laughs> By the end, it was just like, haha, I bet he's sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I bet he said, uh, yeah, it's like, haha, I bet he said forever. And <laughs> all of his, his and life. the yeah, and the, the summation of this storied life is that he's just bummed out forevermore. <laughs> Jesus, man, so dark. Sports can be so dark. <laughs> My favorite is when us degenerates all start laughing like this, and Harrison uh-huh. just doesn't know how to respond emotionally. <laughs> the whole time he was. <laughs> My favorite part is that somebody called fifty-two eighty hazy thinks we sound high. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, he would he would, he would know. Um, all right, so the Spurs tomorrow. Um, I don't know if you guys know, the Spurs have actually won six of seven. They are hanging on for dear life, trying to make it in, make it into the playoffs. It's weird because I'm not sure the Lakers want to. And then here's what's even more weird: the Spurs play the Nuggets and then the Timberwolves immediately after that. So this is sort of a like Nuggets Timberwolves fighting, Spurs fighting, and there's a little three way going on here. Um, you know, the Spurs. They, do, I mean, when I say they won a couple in a row, they beat Houston and Portland twice. So that's actually they've beaten Houston. Who made this schedule? They've played Portland three times in their last six games. What the hell is that? That is the weirdest schedule of all time. But so they've won. They haven't had necessarily that impressive of wins. They did beat New Orleans. Um, Harrison, just kind of what's your expectation for this game? My expectation for this game, um, I'm guessing it will be a close game. <laughs> Because the Nuggets have won three of four, but we know this. They haven't looked great, you know? (laughs) Like, they just really haven't. They've played a good quarter here and there when they've needed to. Like, they played a good fourth quarter against the Pacers. They played a good fourth quarter against the Lakers. But still, I didn't come out of any of those two wins or any of these last three wins thinking, all right, this team is figuring it out. They're, They're rounding into form ahead of the playoffs. So... I expect it to be somewhat close. Um, The Spurs are – you look at the Spurs rotation on paper and you're like, the Nuggets should cook these guys, just like they should have cooked the Lakers and the Pacers. Um, But I think Denver will win. Um, Will it be a blowout? No, I I don't think so. Can I tell you, D-Line, this will get your blood boiling here or or at least get you a little more hype for the game. (laughs) Big big piece of the Spurs recently – Zach Collins. Mm, your favorite, Eric. He's back. Oh my God, dude. Uh, can we all go around and do our best recreation of the hand signal he gave when he got kicked off the court last time? It was literally the grossest thing. It was the grossest hand signal. I didn't realize you could make such a disgusting such a disgusting hand signal, but it was also like anatomically wildly incorrect. Like it just wasn't it didn't follow. There were like a, it was like a myriad of issues with it, but also oh, that so guy. Gross. Wow, I forgot about that guy. I'm oh, so ready. Man. I'm so ready to hate that guy again. Well, you're going to tomorrow. Vote. What's uh, <laughs> of this one? I'm with I'm with Wind. I'm worried about getting outworked. I just I think that's really where it's at right now. This is another one of those teams that's kind of right in that tier of sure the Nuggets are better, uh, the Spurs. I would guess have more desperation to them. So I think you just got to be 
I re- it was a good team approach. They just got to be ready to come out running from the first quarter through the fourth quarter and, and not let up because if we think Denver's desperate, this team is more desperate. Yeah, but th- I think that, like, I have to believe, I like, the rest of the Nuggets see, they're online, they see what's going on. Like, they know what's being said about their king, about their best player. Like, they know that uh, it, this is really important for him. Not, I mean, obviously it's important for them as well, but, like, I, I think that there's something, too, like, wanting to make the story of Nikola Jokic not about his, the people that play alongside him. You know, and I, I think that it is true. Like in the last several games, we've seen the Nuggets be like wildly unimpressive until they had to be. They just sort of like have been squeaking by. And, um, you know, and I think most of that, is, like their offense has been really good lately. It's just obviously their defense has just been like the worst I think we've ever seen in the yeah. entire Jokic era, I, I, which I, I, to me, I just chalk up to exhaustion. Like it's end of the year stuff. Like that defensive stuff is always just, uh, you know, who wants it more, who's going to, give the most effort um so i don't i don't know if we're gonna i mean i would imagine the rest every game for the rest of the scene is gonna be like the last few we've seen which are just so frustrating they squeak by but i'm hoping i'm hoping the rest of the nuggets sort of take up arms on behalf of their beautiful serbian king and they're like you know what fuck this like we're gonna go in we're gonna go out strong we're gonna help this man close all doubt so there's no more question about this and we're just going to solidify our spot going into the playoffs and since jamal murray's coming back on tuesday uh then you know maybe all of that will be solved (laughs) harrison do you think jamal murray returning tomorrow would make the nuggets more likely to win tomorrow or less likely to win tomorrow um I'd say more likely. I'd say more likely. Just because it's going to be such an emotional boost emotional. if he does come back. It's true. Um, and, yeah, I have I have no expectations for what Jamal Murray is going to give the Nuggets if he does come back. Like, if he plays great, great. If he plays terribly, that would suck. But I, I think, like, it's healthy to go into this with zero expectations because I think it is really up in the air. But just from an emotional standpoint, I think it could help. And – that could definitely help against a team like San Antonio, who I, I know I said I think it'll be a close game. The Nuggets could blow them out. I mean, Zach Collins is going to be guarding Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zach Collins, by the way, just coming off a game, 15 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks. It was against the Portland Trailblazers, but still, that's a hell of a stat line. I mean, I think Zach Revenge Collins is a good player. Zach Collins is a really good player. He's just been out for two years. Like, I mean, no. He's been he's been injured for so long. He's also and, like only a, he's also only a pretty good player. I think he's a pretty good. Well, I think he's really good. I mean, he's a guy that's career has been derailed by by injuries. I really like Zach Collins's game, but kind of dislike him. He just is very hateable. He has, he has like the most punch. Maybe this number one most punchable face in all of the NBA is Zach he, Collins. Yeah, he looks like an antagonist in like an old Heath Ledger rom com or something. <laughs> Totally. He he would absolutely you know? he would absolutely challenge you to a ski race to see who can yeah, yeah. yeah. ski race <laughs> in a turtleneck. But then he's snowboarding. You're like, hang on, Kale's tickets are very offensive. Kale, <laughs> the skier is like, hold on, Kale, uh, you're the hero in the skiing movie, not the villain. Come on, they should know better by now, Kale. Uh, why don't we hit our other break? I mean, we'll find we'll have more preview of this game tomorrow. I do think it's going to be a tough one. Um, three straight home games for the Denver Nuggets. I think is big got a chance to come home and settle in the nuggets this is weird to say they if they avoid the plan if they take care of business and win two of the next three they should be at home for like the next 11 days 
they haven't done that since training camp. So this would be pretty huge for them to be able to be here and kind of get settled. But let's hit a break. On the other side, we got lots of questions to get to from the mailbag. Guys, if you haven't been able to watch Nuggets and Avalanche games this season, we've got a solution for you. Evoca TV is a totally new paradigm for TV delivery that is less expensive, more efficient, and offers a superior picture than legacy providers. They also have Altitude Sports and other national channels. So how you get set up with Evoca TV, go to evoca.tv slash dnvr. Evoca.tv slash dnvr. $25 a month plus free receiver. No contracts, no hidden fees. Price locked in for two years. So it's a great deal. Uh, we know a lot of you guys out there have already gotten hooked up with Evoca TV. We love it. Keep letting us know if you go over to Evoca TV. Let us know on Twitter. We'll shout you out. Evoca TV. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. Only $25 a month. It's honestly like a really good deal. Uh, also, at Lightshade Dispensary right now, pick up some Wana. Pick up some Wana. If you need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big game, uh, no big matter game. when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested and refreshed in the morning. Wana <laughs> Optimal's Fast Asleep Gummies offer a holistic plant-based solution that tackles the root cause of sleepiness like stress and pain rather than simply reducing drowsiness. So they're fast acting. They go into effect in just five to 15 minutes. It's 10 milligrams of CBD, just a hint of THC, and it leads to a better night of sleep. So pick them up at Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade, with 11 locations in the Denver metro and Aurora areas. Podcast listeners can get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. You can shop online at lightshade.com and pick up at a Lightshade location. Podcast listeners get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. All righty. Uh, oh, go ahead. How, how much do you have to gamble on a college basketball game for when it to be over? You're like, dude, I need some THC infused sleep medicine. That was a lot. That took, <laughs> $5. That took a lot. $5. Out of uh, all right, Kale, super producer Kale, let's bring in the mailbag. Adriano asks with the 20 euro super chat says, how confident are you that Jamal is coming back again? To the Spurs buy yourself some Jelen, Jokic's favorite beer in August. Can't Ooh. wait. Of course, by the way, man, I'm telling you, we're in full on preparation mode for this trip. Um, Going to be a banger. Absolute banger. Can't wait for it. Um, so we'll let everybody know the details of that trip, by the way, when, when we get them finalized. So this will be a thing if you were hoping to either. I know some people wanted to come to Serbia like on their own vacation and maybe do a meetup or two. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of announce the awesome. days we're going to be there as well as our live show for all of our. I mean, our big thing is we want to meet our Serbian followers um, and, and kind of talk and talk nuggets, talk Jokic, talk Serbia uh, and kind of do that tour. Um, bring it back up. We want to wrestle also. So what is the confidence level um, that that Murray plays? Let's put percentages on it, Harrison. What are the odds? What are 50%. the odds? 50%. 50%. Wow, that's high. I like it. Is All that right. high? I mean, somebody asked me know. on Twitter. Somebody asked me on Twitter today, is he playing? And I said, maybe. And everybody's like <laughs> freaking out about it. It's like, this is what Michael Malone Dude. said like four days ago. Maybe he's coming back. Like, it's just going to be maybe, I feel like. And that's oh. about 50%. Um, what, what percent would you put on it there, uh, Vote? I can tell you this. It doesn't mean anything. He's either coming back or he's not. 
Those, yeah, I think I might have narrowed it down to those two. I, I, Hell yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, I don't man. know. I don't have an answer, Adam. Like, No, but of course no. not. This is the game, guys. All right, Eric, I know you also don't have inside information about whether or not Jamal's coming, but if you were to okay. guess a percentage of what you feel is likely for him to come up, what, what percentage would you put on it? Well, I mean, I should say before I say this, I have no inside information. I don't actually know <laughs> what's going on. But if I was to guess, I would say somewhere around 50-50. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the twenty dollars, Adriano. I apologize if the panel did not treat your question with here's the what I will say, level of respect. Here's, here's what I will say, though. Twenty euros. I mean, it's been very clear that he's ramped it up recently. I mean, the stuff he's doing on the court before the games, at least what I saw um, a couple days ago before the Nuggets' last home game. It's by far the the highest you know he's been the, the most he's put out there so far this season i mean he's going 100 percent. he's he's cutting he's moving he's stopping and going on that knee hold on did it i just say harrison did i just hear harrison say it's 100 percent. no he's oh. going 100 oh, percent. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> um he's definitely ramped it up as of late and it's it's so funny the dynamic that happens before games when jamal murray and michael porter jr are out there together because jamal murray's like got the attention of five assistant coaches he's going you know one on five against all these guys and michael porter jr is on the other end just like shooting by himself <laughs> it's just an interesting dynamic that's very noticeable um but um jamal's definitely ramped it up uh he doesn't have any restrictions obviously and um I think there's a 50% chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the next one. With this, Adriano, a great super chat. Another one says, uh, from Stefan says, Theory, if Jokic wins MVP this year, Embiid will win it next year as a lifetime achievement. <laughs> Oscar for the Revenant. MVP after will be a guard, either Luca or Ja, due to big man fatigue. Thoughts? Wow. Um, this is, all right, vote. Oh, oh, go ahead, Eric. But I was going to say, this, this is a man who understands the large – NBA narrative. Congratulations yeah. to you, Stephen. This is exactly how it's going to go. Uh, the other thing I will say, like this, for, this is probably the last year that Jokic will really be able to win an MVP. I, I believe because he's not going to have to. We've talked about this. He's not going to have to carry the team like he had had to this year. Hopefully, in the future, like if there, if Jokic finds himself in another situation where he has to be literally the entire team for two, like a season and a half, like. That's horrible. I don't want him to win another MVP. Eric, let, let, me, let me lay out a scenario to you, though, that could develop next year. What if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are the same players they were before their injuries next season? What if the Nuggets win 70 regular season games next <laughs> season and Nikola Jokic is still the best player in the league? You're going to tell me he's not going to win back-to-back-to-back MVPs? You know what? I put that. I put that at fifty-fifty. <laughs> so That's good enough. <laughs> if I were early handicapping MVP, I think Luca has a great chance. I think Luca has the Jokic thing where he's come in out of shape every year for the last three, and there's just a moment where you kind of are like, okay, I got to grow up and stop doing that. I think that'll be next year, and Luca has been. He should. He should be in the conversation over the last like three months of the season easily. He's been that good. 
If you're handicapping um, the handicap, he is the favorite to be the favorite for sure. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. He's the favorite to be the preseason favorite. He was the, uh, he was the preseason favorite this year. He's been the preseason favorite the last three years, I think. He hasn't even come close. Yeah, it's got to be. Mean, he should probably win a playoff. That's there. not true. He hasn't been close. Like honestly, yeah, over January, February, March, you could make the case he was the MVP, or at least right there. I mean, this that Dallas team is really good, and they are 100% built around yeah, him. Yeah, but that's, that, that's a fraction of the season. That's the same thing with Embiid. That's the same thing with Giannis. These guys have, like, p- times that they Most play amazing, and that's where everybody rises up. They're like, look at this guy. He's the goddamn MVP. And then they, like, disappear again. You're like, cool, you Jokic is here close. every I night. Think I think he's fourth. I, I, that's close. In my book, that's close. Um, what else we got? Ask the guy who finished fourth against – uh, Usain Bolt, if he felt like he was close. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Uh, super sticker, hell yeah. That is a fake super sticker, too. I think he did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody did it. Oh, God. But you're supposed to be super sticker, then you're supposed to say, uh, pair falling down, doing backflip, saying, not today, buddy, something like that. It's a good one. What else we got? Uh, it has been, Logan tells us, it has been said, Jokic is trying to become a better leader. Will his MVP speech be better this year? I'm going to make a prediction here that Jokic's MVP speech is going to be shorter this year than it was last year. I Thank agree. He might Thank actually you. not even make an MVP speech. I think he'll just like, he'll just like ask somebody to play last year's speech again like on a, right. on a tape and see if and anybody like, notices yeah totally. it would be great if the Jokic brothers twitter account came back just to release the like picture that's like thank you the official uh, statement the yeah. official statement came from Jokic brothers would be great oh uh God, well, dude Jokic should have Wancho do it for him I, just I, read it out loud. I will say this I hope Jokic does a better job this year and I hope the NBA does a better job if he does win it of like presenting it to him yeah like, don't become... present it to him in some hotel conference room in yeah. Phoenix come on. come on NBA dude dude there has to be a 30 for 30 at some point on the rise and fall of the Jokic brothers Twitter account <laughs> 48 hours the greatest that was like the greatest story ever told <laughs> what else we got uh Cornell says if Davon Reed get uh, get the spot for playoffs, who's going to wave by the Nuggets? So who's going to get waved if Davon gets a spot? Basically, probably mm-hmm. Faku. Oh my, yeah, it's probably Faku. Oh boy, I'm not show ready for Bronco that day. Squatch had a tweet out earlier saying that basically the Nuggets would save money in a Faku wave. Yeah, you know that there. Greg Popovich meme where he's like running. That's Josh Kroenke if he saw that tweet. <laughs> running to cut Faku. I love that we all just assume that there's people in the front office that are like reading the timeline, like, wait a second, what? We could we could cut him? Hold on. Does anybody know if this is legal? We could just cut a guy? Hold on. This is I kind of feel like that's how it works for at least a third of the owners in the league. <laughs> <laughs> They're just definitely sending. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Mark Cuban has run into a front to has run into <laughs> Bob Vulgaris's area and been like, have you seen these tweets? What, yeah, what are uh, we doing? Dude, honestly, didn't you hear like our guy, Kirk, uh, the Iceman, Kirk Henderson? He had uh, he had him on the, the show, Mark Cuban, because Mark Cuban just emailed him. and was like, how come you've never asked me on the show? And Kirk's like, I just assumed you'd say no. I had no idea. You didn't want to <laughs> That's come on the show. So he had him on. Um Josh, come on the show. Let's <laughs> just put it out there. What else we got? Well, we, we never really answered that question, did we? What was the what was the question? Will he be a better leader through his speech? Uh, no. No. Who would you cut, Faku or? Oh, Faku? it's. I think it's probably Faku. Is it though? I what? think like if there were no financial ramifications, 
It might be Vlatko just because you don't know about Jamal coming back and right. maybe you just need somebody to dribble the ball up the floor at some point. Yeah. I, I actually think there's something to that. One of the, Vlatko probably act, is more likely to play in the playoffs than Vlatko, but the financial thing is not insignificant. You could even say it's significant. Right. If you wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. It's a tough one. I do think they need Davon Reed. Like Davon Reed played a big role in yesterday's game, or played a meaningful yeah. role in yesterday's game. Like they, they might be so shorthanded that they, they, they might need a Davon Reed. Um, Mahilo says, "Is Chanchar going to be here next season?" I would guess no. I would oh. be very surprised, man. And it really? sucks. I hate it, but I would be pretty shocked. I don't. You really? Is yeah. He, is, yeah. Really. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it's well, whatever. I guess. I think this was kind of a make it or break it year for him in Denver, and he unfortunately was hurt. Yeah, he he just got hurt. That's just kind of what happens. He is a rotation caliber player in the NBA for someone somewhere. What I think is that he would have fit in very nicely the moment he got hurt. Like, Jamichael Green went down, Zeke Naji went down. The Nuggets needed. I think he would have played and played well. Like. Yeah, not going to save you games, but he would—he's not going to screw up, which is what you want from a Look, third shooter. We've, we've seen enough of Vlatko to say, like, yes, he can be useful. It's just right. he did get hurt at the exact worst time. Right. I know the, the problem is for me is that he wasn't showing himself to be useful. He, he was showing himself to be like good, you know, like yeah. he was really starting to come into his own. And it, you know, we always had the vision of him. We, we say this all the time, but we had the vision of him just being that like steady Eddie player. Doesn't make mistakes. Very, uh, you know, fundamental, blah, blah, blah. And then he went to the Olympics and became Lucas running mate and was goddamn amazing. And then he came back with new found confidence. And, uh, when he was getting his shots, like he was looking good. Um, so I, I hate that idea, but uh, you're, you're, I mean, you know, hey, man. look, Wancho was basically out the league, and now he's starting for Utah game. So you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, what else we got, Kale? Well, <laughs> how has your day been, Beeline? <laughs> really? Wow, that's a good one. Uh, they, this is uh, this is somebody who's been observing my Twitter work this morning. Uh, my work is my day has been fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, if you ever see me firing off tweets uh, with one per. Two minutes, um, you know things are going good. That means things are going good. I'm enjoying my thoughts. I'm getting good response. I'm getting keyed up. People are gaslighting me. It's great, or gassing me up, I should say. Probably gaslighting me too. <laughs> I, I'm, be, I'm being given undue confidence from uh, from Twitter. Uh, so look, look at this. You know, <laughs> look, at this, look at this smile. It's so good to see Eric out of the dumps. He was in the dumps yeah, for real. Well. I've been in the dumps. This is what I'm saying. Like all, all, all I realized that today I woke up and the witch, ding dong, the witch is dead. The Lakers were beaten. Um, I just felt like a, an immense weight. Like all of Oz had been freed. I was free from uh, the curse of the Lakers and LeBron James. And all was right in the world. Everyone was arguing on behalf of Nikola Jokic, which if the timeline ever shifts in Jokic's favor and it's not just like us yelling about it but it's like the greater you think it's just us no 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 I'm saying I the timeline honestly loves Jokic there's like three guys that don't and they always go viral they're like the timeline honestly I just don't think people realize how much Jokic is beloved specifically by like online people it's because you just can't say anything bad about him like there's just no argument against Nikola Jokic 
Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's, he's any English. part of him. Just just don't trip up at the finish line. He's got this in the bag. What, what else we got? I think we got three more. How many MVPs is Jokic going to win in his career? I love this. Five votes. No, no. no, no, like two, two, two or three. He's he's getting this one. Man. I, I do. I do. Four. Oh. <laughs> What? <laughs> I love how he's like, what do you mean? Four? I mean, he's going to have four MVP caliber seasons. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that next year would be very hard for him, no matter what he does. Like, he really could put up the 40. This year was already level. very hard for him. It, it was. <laughs> it was, Harrison. It was. But next year is going to be like, no because you don't have a title, it's just hard to like. I wonder if any players ever won three without a title. I, I would bet very strongly no. So he's either, I think, would have to win this year or next year for him to reach four. Because then it's okay. like, okay, well, he's won one. It validates that we think he's as, what our eye test and the numbers say. We can start to vote for him again. That's what Here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. We know the Nuggets are going to be good. You know, they're going to be good for the next however many years, for as long as Jokic is in Denver. We know he's never going to miss games. Like, just those two <laughs> ingredients are going to get you in the conversation every single year. Jordan and Jordan didn't even win every year though. I mean, come on. Th- th- this is exactly what I, I want to say. We're talking Twitter. about so- We're talking about something like if you're going to say like, "Man, is Michael Jordan going to win the NBA championship next year?" You're like, "Fuck yeah." Are we're talking about something it's like are people going to use whatever metric they decide to decide this award over and over this is the most subjective thing there is like and so people don't like voting for people over and over and over this has been proven over and over and over in the nba lebron james doesn't have enough mvps michael jordan doesn't have enough mvps blah 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 blah. there's no he's going to get two three tops but he's not winning it next year it would have to take like Jokic. like he gets this then he rises up to another level where they're actually winning championships but then like Beyond that, like, I, there's, there's no way. I love I Corbin think... coming in hot here. Jordan greater than Jokic. Like... <laughs> for now. I mean, for now. Like, right, right now, that's the case. All I'm saying is he's still 27. Uh, <laughs> he's the year I, Jordan I, was when he won, yeah. I thought it was impossible that he would get this year's, based off that dynamic D-line just yeah. described, that they yeah. wouldn't want to do this again. And he then he so said, awesome. you guys have no choice. And he said that from the six seed position, right? So <laughs> yeah, right. Wind is on to something like, you know what we haven't, there is voter fatigue. You know what there's not fatigue of? The Nuggets being the best team in the league. So should that occur? Like, should they have a number one seed win more games than everyone else? His efficiency and assist numbers are never before. It's the efficiency that's going to be the one that gets it. Like, and that's why I don't think he'll win it is because you on ask like honestly what numbers are expected to go up. I don't know if his points per game are just because there's more people to score. Like, he won't need it. And then I agree with you; they might be great. The numbers that might go up are his efficiency, which means also assist. maybe his advanced stats. Yeah, maybe assist by a little bit. Imagine um, his stats going up. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine if next year the Nuggets are the one seed? They have 67 wins. Jokic's box Jokic. minus is so much a full point higher than what it was this year. And everyone, and he's shooting 70% from the field, like shooting 100%. Yeah, and you're just like, well, I, I don't know. He only yeah, and then the nine. narrative police are going to come from him. And that's another thing with the MVP. It's like whenever I hear somebody say that the narrative is what's determining their MVP vote, it's just like. 
you're a joke. Just like don't totally discount whatever you're saying. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Something that has nothing to do with just what <sighs> happened on a basketball court for 82 I games. That, that has nothing to do with it. This this narrative thing. This conversation, though, guys, a year ago, two years ago, this is hot box and hot takes. Do we even publish this thing, right? This conversation. Now oh, it's just like takes. Now it's just oh. like reasonable predictions. I love this because you're right. If we did hot box and hot takes two years ago about the next two seasons, we would have been like, could Jokic win an MVP? Could Jokic <laughs> win two MVPs? I don't know. Like two what, MVPs. What like, come on, man. We're not yeah. nearly high enough for that take. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, guys, you're like, guys, I hope no one's around to hear this. I think Nikola Jokic could win player of the week once or twice over the next two years. I'm sorry. I said it. Um, All right. We got one last one or maybe two last ones. I'm not sure. If Adam could take one Nuggets player bird watching with him, who would he take and why? If you say anyone other than Birdman, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Oh, like former Nuggets, former Nuggets. No, it's got to be be one of – it's going to be Jokic because he appreciates animals the way I do. Not be at horses, but you know what? He would actually enjoy it probably. I think he would enjoy it. I think it would be great. And then also you could say Bones just because everything sounds like it's fun with Bones. Maybe maybe (laughs) uh, Bones Appetit. We could go – Bald Eagle, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hold on, hold on. Do you do you also then does that mean if you and Jokic love animals the same that you love the smell of a bird, the touch of a bird? I'm telling <laughs> How you much of a bird man are you? I'm a, I I can you guys know I've been studying the different songbirds' songs, so I can tell you I I appreciate the the different but songs I, they sing. But I don't feel like you have a personal relationship with birds in the way that Jokic I believe Jokic speaks to horses and you simply observe birds it's well the difference different. between me and Jokic is 170 million dollars so it, do you think that's that the, a little bit easier do you think do you think that's the only difference between you and Jokic <laughs> that's the, it's the biggest difference I, I will say if, if I had 170 million dollars I probably would have like a falcon or something oh my god I mean, yeah you definitely would you definitely would <laughs> that's can, can I still, can I tell a quick story? A quick story. Uh, I worked at a store, a startup, and it was about um, these different polls that you would put out. Everyone would put out a poll to get people to like on. It's what Twitter does oh. now. It was before that was on Twitter. Anyway, we were launched by like this super duper rich guy in New York, and one of the threads he insisted on there being in this initial startup of this thing for normal people to have normal conversations was a falconry channel. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Falconry is dope, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sport of kings, of literal kings. Yeah. Sport of literal kings. Before we get out of here, we had the greatest comment come in. We finally got it. It was Joey Gaden. I have to give him props. Yeah, let's go. Super sticker. Pear-shaped Joel Embiid giving a pear-shaped Nikola <laughs> trophy. That is how we get out of today's show, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Will Jamal Murray be back with us? We don't know. We're going to find out together. We'll 50, be back. 50, 50, Hit 50. the like button on the way out. We'll see you guys tomorrow.